So if you have your Bible with you, would you please turn to the book of Philippians chapter 1, verses 1 through 11. If you're able to stand, would you please stand for the read, for the reverence of the reading of the word of God. Um, Philippians chapter 1, hear now the word of God. I'm going to re- be reading from the NIV version of God's holy word. Paul and Timothy, servants of Christ Jesus, to all the saints and Christ Jesus at Philippi, together with the overseers and deacons, grace and peace to you from God, our Father, and the Lord Jesus Christ. I thank God, I thank my God every time I remember you and all my prayers for you all. I always pray with joy because of your partnership in the gospel from the first day until now, being confident of this, that he will begun a good work and you will carry it on to completion until the day of Christ Jesus. It is right for me to feel this way about you all, since I have you in my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how long, uh, um, how I long for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and depth of insight so that you may be able to discern what is best and may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory and praise of God. God's word for the people of God. Amen. Would you bow and join me in prayer? Lord, we thank you for your holy word. We thank you for the fact that you are allowing us to have the privilege, even on this first Sunday of the year, to sit under your teaching, under the preaching of your word. So Lord, read me of myself. Fill fill me of your Holy Spirit so that the words of my mouth, the meditation of my heart, will be acceptable unto your sight. O Lord, my rock, my Savior, my Redeemer, in Jesus' name I pray, amen. You may be seated. I want to speak to you from the subject, joy and fellowship. I know you got your mask. It's Omicron, so you can say under under your mask, joy and fellowship. Say it with me. Joy and fellowship. Um, Oliver Wendell Holmes Jr. was a member of the U.S. Supreme Court for 30 years. His mind, wit, and work earned him the unofficial title of the greatest justice since John Marshall. At one point of his life, Justice Holmes explained his choice of a career by saying, I might have entered the ministry if certain clergymen I knew had not looked and acted like they were a mortician. John, uh, um, Oliver uh, um, Wendell Holmes Jr. said this. He was a justice in the Supreme Court of, of America. He said this, I could have been a preacher except that some of the the preachers that I knew 
they were as mean and as nasty as people who carry dead people. Unfortunately, the statement that he makes is not any different today for a whole lot of us. Now, if we go on social media or on your text message or on how you think or how you feel about other people, no wonder Christianity is not growing in numbers, rather declining, simply because some of us, we and names, we say we are Christian, but in reality, our attitude, the way that we act, the way that we behave, is simply nasty. I know I can get no more witnesses than two people, but y'all know what I'm talking about. I don't care how old you are, some of you, the way that you deal with your younger siblings, it's simply nasty. Some of you, the way that you deal with your parents, some of you, the way that you deal with people at work, co-workers or classmates, it's not necessarily the best way on how you display somebody who's supposed to have the joy of the Lord because you are a Christian, and if you are a Christian, you say, I got joy, joy down in my, in my heart. But sometimes the way that we behave, whether we are driving, we don't drive like we have joy in our hearts. Can I get a witness? Somebody cut you the wrong way? <laughs> it is not the joy of the Lord that you express. You simply express other things. Are you all with me? I, I, I'm not trying to be too deep or too long this afternoon, but I just want you to be with me. So joy, if you think about joy, joy is a beautiful emotion. It is a feeling you get when you are ecstatic um, about something that happens. For those of you, um, if somebody got a good news and you, they come and share that with you and you share the news with them. It is something that makes you ecstatic. You feel some kind of joy. If you got a good news, you got a job or you got a, a new promotion or you finally, uh, um, finish your coursework for college, you're about to get your diploma, or you're about to graduate high school, or you get into the college that you wanted, you feel some kind of joy. You feel excited. You are ec ecstatic about something because there's something that happens in that moment that evoke some kind of emotion that makes you happy. Joy is when you are laughing with your friends. Joy is when you are simply with your loved ones. For those of you who just go over the holidays, some of you are away from college to be here with your loved one. And during the Christmas break, you got your gifts. You are, you are at home. And, and yesterday, for, for those of you, Haitian Independence Day, you had your soup jumu. You had your, uh, um, the good stuff. And you had some kind of hot chocolate, Haitian hot chocolate, the greasy hot chocolate. You will got some joy because things were good, right? And, and you had joy. But that joy that you felt yesterday or over the holiday break or whenever something good happened, it's momentary. It doesn't last. It's temporary because that joy is circumstantial. That joy is based on what happened. But the Bible, when the Bible talks about joy, it's different. It's not just an emotion you experience, but the Bible defines joy simply as this. Biblical joy says this, joy is a feeling of good pleasure and happiness that is dependent 
on who Jesus is rather than who we are or what is happening around us. Uh, are you guys with me? And here, here is what the scholar is saying here. It's saying this, the joy that we talk about from the Bible, it ain't got nothing to do with what's happening around us. It has nothing to do, as a matter of fact, with who we are. It has to be on the person and the work of Jesus Christ. When you know who Jesus is, you can have a joy that no one can explain because the joy that you have has nothing to do with you or the things around you. See, a lot of you, you think when good things happen, you got joy. But I'm saying to you, if Jesus is with you, bad things may be happening, but because you know your identity in Christ, let me say this again, because you know your identity in Christ, so therefore, because of who Jesus is, I am. If Jesus is my Lord and Savior, then I can have joy because in Him, I am happy. I, I, I know, I know, I know you're, 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 you're not going to feel me here, but, but can I drop some Greek on you for a moment? Um, the word joy in Greek, it's the word kara. Um, kara, um, that's where you find the word charismatic or ka, ka, that, that, that's, that's what joy means. And here it is. Um, it's somewhere in one of the slides. Um, here is what it means. It's joy because of grace. This is what the word means, um, the, the word that expresses joy. You have joy because of grace. Can, can I preach the Bible here? Can I teach you the Bible this afternoon? Um, if you experience the grace of God, then you got joy. Okay, all right. Um, Y'all, if you guys like me, um, you, you, you sin as much as you can. Right? You, you, you sin. You, you, in other words, what was that, what was that, what was that song? I, I can be bad all by myself. Or, or you be as bad as you want to be. And, and you've, you've carried all that sins. Right? And then you know what you're supposed to get because you sin. But now you receive grace. Grace takes away the punishment that you deserve and give you something that you don't deserve. So it takes away what you deserve. So you deserve, the, the Bible says in Romans uh, um, 3, that the, 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 the wages of sin is death. So because of my sin, I deserve to die. And this is not just kind of die to go under. This is to be separately forever from God. But because of that, because God has given me grace, God takes away the death that I deserve, give it to Jesus Christ. Jesus gave me his righteousness. So now I can be with God because I am now a child of God, and so therefore I experience this grace. And here the word that defines joy simply says, because you experience this grace, you got joy. Thank you, honey. Um, um, that's what joy is. Joy is now you got joy because of grace. So, so Paul here in this letter, and you're going to see how joy Ain't got none to do with what's happening around you. Um, the book of Philippians is part of what they call the prison epistles. So Paul is writing this letter while he's in prison. Um, Paul is in Rome, Italy, Rome. Paul is in prison. 
And this is how Paul is in prison. Paul is in prison 24-7. Somebody, there are four guards that takes four different shifts. They are tied to him every moment. In other words, one tied with him for, uh, uh, um, you know, 24 hours divided by four. Okay? So six hours, every six hours, there's a one take a shift to be with Paul for six hours tied up with him. So he can't go nowhere. He's bound, is in prison. And, 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 and Paul wrote this letter to the Philippians because of the concern, because of the partnership that they had with him. So they were in fellowship with Paul and they sent a gift to Paul, a financial gift to Paul. And so while Paul is in prison, they sent a guy, Apophroditus. You probably see this name somewhere as you read in the Bible. You, uh, you say, well, how do you pronounce this? Apophroditus. He's the one that they sent the gift, a financial gift to Paul. Mind you now, back in those days, you're in prison. It isn't like America nowadays. You're in prison. You have to bring your own money to carry for the, what you need. You guys with me? So Paul is in prison. He's chained up with somebody 24-7. And he said, oh, I got joy. I got joy not because of my circumstance, but I got joy because of y'all. And, and more importantly, I got joy because of you, but, but, but the joy that I have because of you is simply because of who we share, of what we have. And if that's what the text introduces that is, right? It, it says, it greet them in the name of the Father. The first three verses, that's how Paul introduced it. Paul, Paul basically said, hey, listen, I, I, I'm writing this letter to you um, because of what we have in common. It says, grace and peace to, um, to you from God our Father and Christ Jesus our Lord. And then now there are three things that Paul said that now summarize or brings about the fellowship that, that they share. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm making it quick. Paul says, you are always on my mind. Paul said, not only you are always on my mind, you are always on my heart. And not only that, I pray for you. This is the sermon in a nutshell. This is what the first uh, 11 verses. Paul said to the people in Philippi, um, remember this, I, I got joy because you are always on my mind. And this is what, because of the fellowship, you are always on my mind. You are always in my heart, and because of that, I'm always praying for you. Always in my mind, always in my heart, and you are always in my prayer. And so watch this, verses 3 to 6. Verses 3 to 6. Paul said to the, to the, uh, um, to the, uh, to the Philippi, church in Philippi, it said this, I thank God... For uh, I thank my God every time I remember you. Now, I label the sermon on purpose, fellowship, a joy and fellowship. Um, you know what fellowship means? To have things in common. Whatever that you have in common that enables you to be together with somebody. So, Paul said, I thank my God for every time I remember you. 
What do they have in common? God. Because they have God. Paul already greet them in the, in the fellowship. Paul already greet them in the name of the Father. Paul already greet them in the name of the Son. And Paul says, wait a minute, wait a minute. Now, I thank my God every time I remember you. See, um, and Paul is in prison. And here, Paul is saying this, I thank God every time I remember you. Notice Paul does not put focus onto his circumstance, but rather he places the emphasis on the people that he has fellowship with. Um, when things are not going right for you, if you keep thinking about the people that you are in fellowship with, the people that God placed around you, then that would make, that would shift your mindset. See, a lot of times things are not going right for you, but your neighbors or the people around you, things are going right for them. Instead of you join and fellowship, join and thanking God with them, what you, what you be doing, you know what you do? You mad. You mad, you be like, oh, how come it's always about somebody else? How come it's not about me? Here, Paul is in prison. Instead of saying, oh my gosh, woe is me. How come I'm always the one who got in trouble? How come I'm the one who's in prison? Paul says, no, 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 no. I'm thinking about you because what they've done, they sent a gift to Paul. And now Paul is writing them back. And Paul said, every time I think, I think every time I remember you, I think my God. Everything I remember you, I thank my God. And all my prayers for, for you all, I always pray with joy. Now, how can you be in prison and things are not going right for you, but yet you are thinking with people and you got joy? It's simply because here it is, here it is. Joy is not originated, originated by us. Joy is originated by Christ. And if you have God in your heart, if Christ is in your heart, if you got the grace, if you receive the grace, then it's okay. It's easy for you to know you, you know what? My joy comes from inside. So therefore, it's in my mind. When people that I think about is on my mind, then I have joy. You, 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 you know, you know, the thing is, when, when, when people that you haven't seen in a while, when they cross your mind, what emotion do you have? Do you think you'd be like, oh, I'm so glad I don't see them anymore? Or do you be like, oh, the joy of fellowship that we used to have, the way that we used to play together, the way that we used to be, and now I have this. And Paul says, every time I remember you, I thank God. Every time. And, and, and I pray for you, I got joy. And here, and Paul says this, I am confident of this. What God started is going to finish it. Paul is in prison. Here, the focus is not so much of what's happening uh, around him, but rather what's happening with the gospel. I told you about the four uh, um, soldiers who are in chain with Paul. Every time they come, Paul is preaching to them. So therefore, now the soldiers, they go back to their homes. 
They go back and, 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 and around the other soldiers. What are they talking about? What Paul is preaching to them. And Paul says, I am confident of this. What God started is going to finish it. Here it is. Sometimes you go into a problem. It's not for you you go into it. God is using it as a way to promote his gospel, to move it forward. And this new year, and, and, and the year, if you think about it, since 2020, since March of 2020, we, we, we've been wearing masks on our face. You know, I, I, said, I think I said this before. Some of you have been single, and you, you remain single because nobody can see you beneath the mask. I, I know you're laughing, but it ain't no joke. And you be like, oh God, oh God, I, 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 I'm ready. I'm ready to mingle, but nobody can really see me because I got mask. Oh, things have changed. I can't think. But 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 here is the thing: in the midst of all of this, you are on God's mind. And, and, and so, therefore, you can say, "Well, my time." Well, well, take it easy. Even in this midst, even in the midst of this this pandemic. God still can make provision for you. And Paul said, I thank God because God used you, even though you were not the church with the most, but God used you to bring me a gift. And God says, Paul says, you're always on my mind. And, and I'm confident of this. What God started, the good work that it starts, the good work is the movement of the gospel for the gospel to go forward, and that's going to be completed. And so Paul says, ah, you're on my mind. Yours in my mind. Not only that, he, mo- he moves forward. Um, before I move forward, because the work of the gospel is does three things. Salvation, sanctification, and service. When the gospel comes, the gospel saves you. The gospel sanctifies us, and the gospel now takes us to service. And service is not just coming to church and be busy. No, service unto the Lord. And Paul says, here, I'm confident the work of the gospel is going to continue to go forward. And I thank God for you because you're always on my mind. So not only that you're always on my mind, Paul says, you're on my heart. You're on my heart. Now it's going deeper. For it is possible for someone to be on your mind, but not in your heart. You're with me? There are some people, you think about them, they're on your mind, but they're not on your heart. You know why? Heart is where your emotion lies. The deepest emotion that you have is in your heart. Uh, um, you know, one of the things that I do um, when I go to cemetery... Um, I, I, I think I shared this with you guys here before. I go to cemetery and, and, and I look at when you see old people, old, uh, um, tombstones, um, those old tombstones, you would see the husband, um, would, uh, the wife dies, you know, like, let's say she was born from 1910 and she, she died in 2000, right? And then, you know, died in June 2000. And more than likely, you will see the husband die within the next three years. And one of the reasons psychologists said they call that the broken heart syndrome. 
Because the person is so much on their heart. If you see those people, it's almost like they, 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 they were love birds for so long. And then now, because one is gone, the other one can't find no way to continue to live. You know why? Because they're always on their heart. Um, um, I, I shared this before. My wife and I's favorite movie is a notebook, the notebook. Um, and the movie, uh, spoiler alert for those of you who have not seen it, um, unless you're on the rock, you haven't seen the movie. They die together. And part of them dying together is because of how they've been in love and they've always been on each other's heart, even though she had amnesia or whatever the disease was, she couldn't remember. And he kept reading for her to remember, reading the love story of how they met. And and here, and, and they died together. And so what I'm trying to tell you is this, when someone is always on your heart, it's not the same thing as always being on my mind. On my mind can be flaky, but on my heart is permanent. And Paul said, you are always on my heart. Watch this, because when it comes to heart, here's the word right there on verse 7. It says, it is right for me to feel this way about you all, since I have you and my heart. For whether I am in chains or defending or confirming the gospel, all of you share in God's grace with me. God can testify how I long for all, for you all with the affection of Christ Jesus. Paul is basically saying how much he loves them right there. Right there. He said, um, I feel this way about you. <laughs> um, the way that I feel about my wife, I love you all, but I don't feel the same way about you like this. Um, I, I said this all the time. Whenever I'm traveling and I'm about to go long trips and my wife cannot come with me, you know what I do? I know, don't judge me, don't judge me. I take my wife's pillowcase, one of her pillowcases, and I take it with me. And when I go to the hotel or wherever it is, I put that pillowcase into the, the, into the, the pillow that's at the hotel. So therefore, my wife's scent is with me. I, I, I know, that don't, don't, ju- don't judge me, don't judge me. Don't judge me. I, 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 I'm just, I'm just in love. That's all. <laughs> Don't judge me. But the reason is this, because my wife is always with me now. Now, sometimes I don't get to carry the pillowcase with me. But here it is. Whether I carry the pillowcase or not, my wife is always on my heart. What I'm trying to tell you is this. When you are in fellowship with God and you are in a body of Christ like we are as a church, we are to always be on each other's hearts. And part of being on each other's hearts is not so much because of what you can do for me, but it's simply because if you hurt, I hurt. If you thirst, I thirst. If you are hungry, I'm hungry. If you are broke, I'm broke. If you are happy, I'm happy. If you are sad, I am sad. If you are joyful, I'm joyful. And if we can do that, therefore we are truly a church that's in fellowship. When was the last time you stopped and think and said, What's going on with so-and-so? Because what's going on with them matters to me. Because we are in church, we are in fellowship. Not in church, we are in fellowship together. In fellowship because we have a bond that's bind through Christ. 
Paul says, you're always on my heart. You guys are always on my heart. So how did Paul evidence his love for them? For one thing, he was suffering on their behalf. Um, Paul wasn't chained because he was carrying the gospel. And here it is. You know how suffering on their behalf? They are the one who sent Paul. They, 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 they know, they support Paul on his missionary journey. And so Paul knows that for their bond that they share with the gospel. Hey, listen, I'm suffering for y'all because I know you guys feel the same way that I feel about the work of God. Paul suffered with the church. The church suffered with Paul. And so, so when it comes to, if you are somebody's heart, it can't be, I'm with you when things are only good. There are way too many flaky Christians nowadays. I'm only with you because of what you can give me. I'm only with you because of what I can get out of you. But no, 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 I am with you because we, we have a bond in Christ that's bigger than my unsaved relatives. If you have somebody in your family who's not saved, you and I, we have a bigger bond than that unsaved relative. Because we are part of one family. So therefore, I got to be on your heart. You got to be on my heart. Because we are part of God's family. I'm, I'm, I'm done. Last one. Not only we are, you always on, Paul says, they always on his mind. They're always in his heart. It doesn't stay there for you to say, oh, oh, I got joy to think about you. I got joy because you're in my heart. Nope, nope, nope. That's not enough. If you really and true and joyous fellowship, then if somebody's on your heart, somebody's on your mind, so somebody's on your mind, that's not enough. There's something you got to do that's now proved that you're really happy for them. And Paul said, you always my prayer. Now here, here it is. Um, my wife prays much longer than I pray. I'm not going to lie to you. My wife prays much longer than I pray. But the thing is this. It's not the length of the prayer that matters. It's to whom you pray and how you pray. With what kind of heart do you pray? Oh, yeah. Some people know all the jargons. And they go, they talk, they talk, they talk, they talk, they talk, they talk, they talk. They talk they th they're not praying. They're saying a bunch of mumbo jumbo. Um, uh, Pastor Clever used to say this, and Clever's remind me all the time. Um, when we were younger... We used to say, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God, Father God. Every other Father God says, what about this Father God? Is there anything else you can say? Paul said to the, Philipp to the church in Philippi, you are always in my prayer. And here it is. Watch what it says, verse 9 through 11. And this is my prayer that your love may abound more and more and knowledge, and depth of insight. Can I stop right here? 
it says that your love, love, it says that Paul found that, he found joy to say that I'm praying that your love may abound more and more in knowledge. Now, this love is not, he asked for this love to grow more and more, but it's not grow just in anything. It's not grow in, in how much you love Bon and Pese and Griot. No, 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 no. It didn't say that. It's not um, uh, um, abound more in how much money you got. That's not what it said. It's not more how much popularity you have. Nope. It's not more or how, 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 many, uh, 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 how many boyfriends or girlfriends you've had. Nope. It's not more how many partners that you have. Nope. It says more in knowledge and depth of insight. In other words, Paul says, I pray that you continue to love and grow in God's word. I pray that you continue to grow in God's word so that this word you would, you, that this word will grow more and more in you and on you. And, and here, here's why. Here's why. Paul said, so that you may be able to discern. In other words, you are able to tell mumbo jumbo from real stuff. You're able to tell the real from fake. <laughs> um, I know now that everybody's a preacher on Instagram. Everybody got something to say. Or everybody on social media. Everybody got some kind of spirituality. I'm telling you. Paul says, watch it. Paul says, I want you to grow. And this is, this is, this is a joy for Paul to say this. He says this. I want you, it's my prayer that your love may abound more and more in knowledge and in depth of insight so that you may be able to discern um, what is best. Not what is good. Can I, can I preach here? Um, in the year of 2022, you gotta stop, you gotta stop settling for what is good to move towards what is best. Um, some of you are settling for just what is good. While God have what is best waiting for you. Um, it, it, it's my joy <laughs> as your pastor. It's my joy to, 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 to see you move from what is good to go from what, to what is best. And, 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 and this is not so much about, oh, oh you're going to go to the gym for another year. Praise God. You can go sign up right now. What's your money? Um, it's good to go to the gym, but I know some of you can say like, oh, I'm going to lose weight. But you know, you're going to be like, uh, one week. And then after that, you give up. Nope, nope, nope. It's my joy that you abound in God's word. It's my joy that you abound in prayer. It's my joy, it's my, it's my joy to see that you abound in prayer. It's my joy to see that you abound in, in, in reading God's word. It's my joy to see that you abound in memorizing, memorizing scripture. It's my joy to see you come to Bible study. It's my joy to see that you abound in God's word and the fellowship with the saints, whether it be the good moon or the young people. It's my joy that you all come together. It's my joy that you abound in God's God's word so that you may be able to discern what is best. What is best, what is pure and blameless. 
Some of you are hearing some of mumbo jumbo. Some people come and say all that stuff. Um, you know, some people, they, 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 they got offering for everything. Some people, they got something for everything. No, no, no. God says what is best. What is best is to know God's word and to do God's will and to be joyful no matter what's, up, no matter what's happening around you. God, Paul said, hey, y'all, um, it says, what is best, what may be pure and blameless until the day of Christ. In other words, until Jesus Christ come back, what is best, what is pure, and what is blameless. What is best, what is pure, what is blameless. That is what you are bound more and more. Your love going to be able to discern those things. And now it says this, filled with the fruit of righteousness that comes through Jesus Christ to the glory of, uh, to the glory and praise of God. In other words, what this joy is, what this, what is uh, this love cannot come from anywhere else but only in Christ Jesus. Only in Christ Jesus. Um, uh, 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 Moody, uh, um, today in the Word, uh, wrote this. They said this. A third century man was anticipating his death. He penned these last words to a friend. It says this. It's a bad bad world. It's incredibly bad world. But I have discovered in the midst of it a quiet and a holy people who have learned a great secret. They have found a joy which is a thousand times better than any pleasure of our sinful life. He goes on to say this, they are despised and persecuted but they, but they care not. They are masters of their souls. They have overcome the world. These people are the Christian and I am one of them. The guy said, this world that we live in, this TikTok, this Reels, this Instagram, this Facebook, this, this Twitter, this, this 2022 world that we live in, it's a bad, bad world. Oh yes, it is. But, 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 but it says this, on my deathbed, I have discovered a joy. I have discovered a people that have a joy that is a thousand times better than any sinful, any drugs, any sex, any money, any fame that I can get into this world. It says, oh yes, uh huh. It says, I know who these people are. They are Christian. And you know what it is to be a Christian? Is to receive the grace of God. And he says, he says, he says, not only that, I am one of them. In 2022, as we talk about joy, can you say this? Can you say this? I have the joy of Christ. I, I belong in fellowship with the people who have the joy of Christ. Can you say I am one of them? Now, how do I apply this sermon? Well, you have to know Christ Jesus. But now, when you know Christ Jesus, we're in fellowship, when joy is fellowship, here it is. If you think, if you can feel, you have to pray. 
If you can think of God's people, whether it be here in the church or around the world, and you can feel what they are feeling. You can feel what they are feeling, whether they are happy, whether they are sad, whether they are in persecution. You feel what they feel. Then you pray for them. It is our, it is our prayer that you can experience joy because joy has nothing to do with the circumstance. Paul was in a bad circumstance, but it's still talking about joy. Here's my thing to you. What makes Paul able to speak of joy is not the fact that he was in prison. What makes Paul, what made Paul able to speak of joy is the fact that Jesus Christ was his Lord and Savior. Here's my question for you this afternoon. Who is your Lord and Savior? Do you have joy? Do you have joy? What brings you joy? Is it Jesus? Or is it other things? Because if it's other things, I'm, I'm here to tell you, they're going to go. A boo, a bay, they will go. A job, you can get fired. Company can close. Friends, they can move away or stop being your friends. But I, I, I got good news for you. Jesus is a friend who will never leave you. Jesus says, I will be with you forever and ever. Would you place your trust and faith in this friend so that you can have a joy that the world cannot explain? The world cannot explain. In the midst of COVID, you can still have joy. In your singleness, you can have joy. In your brokenness, you can have joy. You know why? Because joy comes from within. And the joy that you and I have, if you're in Christ, it has none to do with what's happening around us. It has to do in the person of Jesus Christ. Is there anyone this afternoon that want to say, you know what, Pastor? I want joy in 2022. I want joy. I want to be part of this joyous fellowship that Paul can be in prison and writing to a people that's far away from him and talk about how much they are on his mind, how much they are on his heart, and how much he prays for them. If that's you, you say, you know what? I want this fellowship. I, wanna, I want people to, I want, I want to be in people's mind. I want them to be in my mind. I want them to be in my heart. I want them, I, I want them to be, I, I want me to be in their heart. I want to pray for them and I want them to pray for me. I want to be part of this fellowship. If that's you, would you raise your hand wherever you are? I see you, my sister. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody else? That says, I want this joy. And so, some of you, some of you, here it is, some of you. You, 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 you you've, you've always been a Christian. You give your life to Christ, but you lost that joy. You've been distracted. Other things, other things have robbed your joy, taken your joy. The cares of this world, 
the pressures of this life. And, and, and you, you, you say, you know what? I come to church on this first Sunday just because I know I got to come, but I'm not going to come next week because it's not happening for me. Things are bad. I don't think coming to church is going to make it any better, but, you know, since it's traditional, I got to come on the first Sunday of the year. I'm coming, but I'm here to tell you, you came on, you came on the right Sunday. Because Jesus offers joy. If you want to renew your fellowship with him, because the, the key is you in fellowship with God, that enables you to have fellowship with others and that you have joy. If that's you, raise your hand wherever you are. I want to pray for you. I see you, my sister. Is there anybody else? Is there anybody? Just raise your hand. I want to pray for you. Just raise your hand. I see you. I want my joy to be restored. I see you, my brothers. I see you. Anybody else? I see you, my sister. I see you. Anybody else? I see you, my brother. I want to pray for you. Those of you who raise your hand, be bold enough and stand. Claim your joy. Stand on your feet. Stand on your feet. Says, I want my joy. I want my joy. I, I want. Stand on your feet. I want to pray for you. Stand on your feet. I want my joy. I want to renew my fellowship with God. And I want to renew my fellowship in the body of Christ. To where that I can, people can be. I can be in people's mind. Because God has put them on my mind. I can feel what they feel. And they can pray with me. I can pray with them. Father God, I thank you. I thank you for the joy and fellowship that we have. Lord, as Apostle Paul said to the church in Philippi, that they were always on his mind, they were always in his heart, and they were always in his prayer. Lord, those who have stood tonight, they said this afternoon, they said, Father, renew the joy of their fellowship so that they know that they are always on your mind, they are always in your heart, and they are always in your prayers. And Lord, as a result, because of that in this body of Christ, they know that they are always on our minds and our hearts and our prayers. Lord, that is the joy that we have. And knowing that, it's because Christ is inside of us. So, Lord, remind them Christ is inside of them. Circumstance does not determine what takes place, what, what, the joy that they have. Remind them, Father God, that the joy of Christ, the joy that they are in the body of Christ, is what gives them happiness. Father, give us joy in 2022 in spite of the circumstances around us. Give us joy for the joy of the Lord is our strength. The joy of Christ is our strength. It's in his name we pray. Amen.